0: Welcome to the Let's Stitch Misophonia podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn, and I'm sharing how unconscious reprogramming helped me eliminate my own misophonia after more than 20 years of suffering. I'm also sharing how I support my clients using the same tools and modalities to help them lessen trigger sounds, alleviate the suffering they experience from misophonia, and create more joy in their lives. My degree in communication Coupled with my training and certification in working with the unconscious mind, creates a coaching environment with a unique approach to get you results. So with that being said, let's dive into the show. Welcome to season three of the Let's Ditch Misophonia podcast. I am so excited to be starting a new season. I'm excited that you are here and... Yeah, it's just amazing that we we are starting a new season, and it's no surprise that this episode is coming out on Christmas. So if you do celebrate Christmas, happy Christmas to you and your families, happy holidays, however, or whatever it is that you celebrate. And this episode is intentionally released today because I'm going to be sharing some strategies that you can use to have a better experience at these family gatherings that you might be going to later today, later in the week. And so this episode is really going to give you tools that you can use to have in your back pocket for when you're feeling triggered at those family holiday gatherings, or maybe even if you are with friends or work holiday parties, whatever it is. This episode, that's what we're going to dive into today. And before we get started, I am announcing that round three of my signature program, Rewire Misophonia at the Source. Enrollment is opening up for that very soon, so check the show notes for the link. And this is going to be actually the last time that there are live elements as a part of this program. So if you want to go through Rewire Misophonia at the Source, my signature program to help people lessen their trigger sounds and alleviate the suffering they experience from misophonia, if you want to go through this program while also getting live coaching calls and one-on-one support from me in Telegram, this is the last round that you can do so because this program is going to look a bit different the next time that I launch it. So check out the show notes for that. And now let's dive into today's episode. All right, so it is no secret that often those who are closest to us tend to trigger us the most. That is the case for a lot of people who I've talked with who experience misophonia. And so you might be nervous or even avoiding some of those family gatherings because you don't want to be triggered by the people that you love the most or maybe there are some people in your family who don't even know that you experience misophonia or they know about it but it's not something that they take seriously and so i want to share with you just kind of walk through some strategies and kind of some shifts in perspective that might allow you to have a better experience at these these gatherings and so number one See these gatherings as an opportunity. Instead of something that you have to do, instead of something that you're dreading, see these gatherings as an opportunity to actually practice these rewiring techniques to help your unconscious mind understand that these sounds aren't actually a threat. Anytime you hear a trigger sound, anytime you're confronted with these things, you can see it as, why is this happening? This is so frustrating, I can't believe this, why can't I just be normal? And if you have those thoughts, it's okay. It happens, right? It's The pattern of misophonia is happening at the unconscious level. It's happening automatically. It's not something that you're choosing to experience. So if you have these thoughts, that's completely okay. And when you do notice those, when you start to observe these thoughts, can you shift to, okay, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to practice these rewiring techniques that I've been learning. And so number two, obviously, this is actually your opportunity to practice. This is your opportunity to break the pattern. We've talked about this in previous episodes and it sounds so silly, but something as simple as, let's say that Maybe your grandpa is at this family event and for whatever reason, he keeps coughing or clearing his throat. Normally, let's say if you heard that, maybe you would plug your ears, maybe you would make a sound to mimic it, whatever, you know, kind of your response is, can you interrupt that pattern and do something different? So again, it sounds so silly, but I'm telling you it works. What if you, instead of plugging your ears or making that sound or whatever, What if you did a huge, ridiculous smile? What if you let a huge, big smile creep onto your face every time your grandpa cleared his throat? Again, it sounds so dumb, but what you're doing is you're interrupting that pattern of misophonia, you're doing something different, and you're also taking your attention away from that trigger sound by choosing a different response and showing the mind that these things aren't actually a threat. Because what is the last thing that you wanna do when you hear a trigger sound? Probably smile and be really excited about it. And so when you can choose a different response, you're showing your mind, hey, this pattern isn't very useful, let's choose something new. And again, this takes conscious effort, right? This takes repetition. And I'm not saying that if you smile every time you hear a trigger sound, then eventually you'll be misophonia free. This is just one of the strategies that we can use as we're continuing this work, as we're continuing to rewire, we can break this pattern. And again, sounds silly, sounds ridiculous, but you know what? Give it a shot. Let me know how it goes, okay? The next thing that I think is so helpful is being able to advocate for yourself. And I know this isn't always easy because this is something that I very much struggled with when I was experiencing misophonia. If there was someone making a noise and it was really bothering me, I would tend to go inward versus expressing what it is that I was feeling. Rather than asking someone to stop, I would often just beat myself up and let this thought spiral unravel in my head. Like, why can't I be normal? Why is this bothering me? Why is it that I experience this and no one else is? Why is it that no one else is even noticing this sound? And I would just go into this, spot, this thought spiral that really wasn't very useful me putting myself down is not going to help me be less affected by these noises. In fact, it probably contributed to making me even more sensitive to these noises because now not only does mind identify a whistle, for example, as a threat, mind also knows that a whistle is going to bring up all of these really bad negative self-deprecating thoughts and so it becomes even more of a threat like we definitely want to avoid that one because it's dangerous and two because it leads us into these negative thoughts and spirals and so what do i mean by advocating for yourself am i telling you that you should just go up to whoever is making these sounds and ask them to stop not necessarily you can start by shifting your language so identifying the language that you use that might not be very useful and shifting that to take on a new language pattern that might be more helpful for you so for example let's say that you're at the dinner table and you pull out your earplugs and you put in your earplugs maybe you have a family member who's then like okay well maybe they're they're seeing that they're like why are you putting in earplugs at the dinner table like do you not want to Do you not want to talk with us? Do you not want to engage with us? Your response might be, your like gut reaction might be to say, well, I have to do this. I have to wear these or I can't sit at the table. Is that thought process useful to you? Is saying, well, I have to, or otherwise I can't do something. Is that actually serving you? Probably not because what you're doing is you're giving away your power of choice. You're giving away your advocacy for yourself. What if instead you could shift that to, I'm choosing to wear these earplugs so that I can have a better experience with all of you, or I'm choosing to put in these earplugs because I I tend to get overstimulated at the dinner table, whatever it is, right? What you're doing, it's a simple shift. It's just a, a, a shift of a few words, but it makes a huge difference because you're showing unconscious mind that you have a choice in this situation and you are choosing the option that's going to allow you to have the best experience. You're also demonstrating to that family member, to others, that you are in control of your situation and that you want to spend time with them. And so you are doing this, popping in your earplugs. This is an act of love. It's an act of love for yourself by allowing your nervous system the break that it needs. And it's also an act of love because it's going to allow you to actually remain at that dinner table and spend time with them. And it shows that you are in control of your life and you are in control of your own healing and that you know what steps are going to best enable you to be able to have a good experience at these family gatherings. And so advocating for yourself through your language and really adopting the patterns that are going to be most useful for you. This could also look like maybe someone does make a trigger sound and you respond in a way that maybe isn't how you would have wanted to respond. So let's say that someone is crunching on some carrot sticks or something next to you and you just automatically without thinking, you're like, can you not? Like, can you stop making that sound? Do you know how annoying that is, right? Maybe you just snap that's okay, because again, you're not choosing this. This is something that's happening automatically. However, how can you then choose in that moment a better response, okay, even though the first one's already happened, how can then you choose another response where you're advocating for yourself and also taking responsibility for your own healing? So maybe after you observe that, right, you've said that to your sibling or parent or cousin or whoever, maybe you can then take a moment and say, you know what, I want to apologize for that response. I'm experiencing misophonia, and I am working on reprogramming the way that my mind responds to these sounds, and it's still a work in progress, right? And maybe even in that moment, you can say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna sit somewhere else because I just need to give my nervous system a break while I'm working on this, right? That's it. It doesn't have to be this whole like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to respond that way. Like, I feel like such an idiot. It doesn't have to be like, oh, you're such a disgusting monster. Why do you have no respect for me? It can be somewhere in the middle. You can have that reaction and you can also then say, you know what? This is something I'm working on. I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I'm going to give myself a break. Don't be afraid to pair your coping mechanisms with your rewiring strategies. I have said in previous episodes that I'm not a huge fan of learning and implementing new coping mechanisms. I just don't think that's very helpful or worth our time. However, I'm also known for saying that coping mechanisms can be life-saving. So if you're working to rewire your mind, let's say that you're sitting at the dinner table and for the first 10 minutes, you're just sitting there, you're present, you're in the moment, you're enjoying your experience, no earplugs, you're not feeling triggered, everything's amazing. And then at that 10-minute mark, it just hits and you're like you know what i'm overwhelmed i'm starting to get triggered rather than continuing to put your nervous system through that pop in your earplugs right it's amazing that you lasted 10 minutes even if you only get 15 seconds into dinner that's progress and then maybe the next time you you sit there for 15 minutes for 20 minutes and then eventually you've made it through an entire dinner and you forgot to even be triggered so coping mechanisms paired with the rewire, rewiring strategies can actually help escalate the the progress that you're making. Escalate isn't the right word that I was looking for, but you get what I mean. It can help, what is the word that I'm looking for? It's not escalate. Is it, it can help, I don't know what the word is. You're probably screaming it at me as you're listening to this, but you get what I'm saying, right? It can speed things along. It can actually support your progress. Now, if you are only using coping mechanisms and you're highly relying on those and you're very dependent, well then yeah, you might end up potentially adopting some new trigger sounds. You might notice that that pattern starts to get worse. It gets more severe. But if you're pairing those with the rewiring strategies, you're doing yourself a favor. I actually had a client recently ask me, they're like, how do you recommend someone who's exposed to trigger sounds like 70% of the day, how do you recommend that they implement these strategies? And I said, you know what? That 70% of the time, that's your time to practice. That's your time to implement these strategies. And then that 30%, that is your time to really intentionally reset your nervous system and take the time you need to rebalance, to return to center. I have a a meditation in one of my podcast episodes that is all about finding that joy and that safety within your center. Use that 30% of the time to really rest and reset. So if you are at a family gathering and it's too much, get away. If you need to, find a spare bedroom, go into the bathroom, turn on the fan, and do some EFT, do some tapping, right? Maybe plug put on your earplugs and do a meditation. Take the time that your nervous system needs to reset, recharge so that then you can rejoin that family gathering and you continue, you can continue to have that experience with everyone. Again, give yourself some grace because we know we are not consciously choosing to be affected by these noises. Who would consciously choose to be irritated by these sounds? Not many, right? If anyone. And at the same time, it is what it is, right? You don't deserve it. It's not your fault. And also, you are the one who can do something about it. And I absolutely believe in you. And I am with you every step of the journey. I have so many episodes here to support you. Again, you can hop into round three of my signature program, Rewire Misophonia at the Source. We are starting in January, which means that you can start the new year off with the best investment in yourself, committing to your journey in misophonia relief. And again, this is the last round where we will be doing live elements. It is the last time where you can get one-on-one text and voice support for me in telegram when you enroll in the program so if you've been kind of sitting on the sidelines if you've been waiting like "Uh, i'm gonna maybe the next round maybe the next time i you know or maybe i want to see you know what kind of benefit people get from this program i want to see some more testimonials if you've been waiting on the sidelines now is your time to join this is the round because it's going to look a lot different the next time that we launch it. So give yourself the best Christmas gift. Okay. Maybe you didn't get everything you wanted. All right. Give yourself the best gift you could possibly give yourself by joining round three of the Rewire Misophonia at the Source program. It is one of the most comprehensive programs out there to help you lessen your trigger sounds and alleviate the suffering that you experience. And I would love to support you starting in the new year again, not only do you get access to the program, you also get access to a, a private Facebook group where we have additional trainings every month. So even after round three of the program ends, you'll still have monthly support inside of that Facebook group. There's so many resources in there. I'm always adding to the program to make it even more valuable. And so again, this is your last chance to dive in where you're going to get a lot of these live elements and one-on-one support from me and. I cannot wait to see you inside. So go to the show notes to find that link to enroll. And again, I wanted to keep this episode just a bit shorter because, hello, if you're listening to this on Christmas, you have better things to do, right? So I hope the strategies that I shared today are useful. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Follow me over at Brooklyn Dish on Instagram. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And thank you for tuning in to episode one of season three of the Let's Stitch Misophonia podcast. We've got some amazing episodes coming your way this season, and I will see you in another episode very soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Let's Stitch Misophonia podcast. I couldn't do this without your support, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Doing so helps others find this podcast and start their journey to relief too. And of course, if you'd like to continue working with me, always check the show notes for the latest updates on the programs I offer, and you can visit rewiremisophonia.com. Catch you in the next episode.